Oh my goodness. Lordy, lordy, lordy. I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought, Lordy, it's a new episode of the <laughs> Loftus Party. Lordy, what's going on, Liberty Gypsy? I am fired up. I am fired the F up today. I'm <laughs> you are ramble. fired up. Um, is it the jet lag? It is. I'm totally, my body doesn't know what's going on. My brain is confused. I got <laughs> caffeine running through me. I'm irritable. I've been transported. Like transport, like it, it, there's this weird thing, and it's so odd that you bring that up. Like, I walked in my apartment last night fully expecting, like, cobwebs and total weirdness, and it to be, and it's, like, pristine. It's eerily, it's like a twilight zone. Like, I, I stepped out the door, I was in L.A., or was it a dream? And then I came right back. Speaking like, of dreams, I woke up very confused. Cool. Oh, well, you know what? A lot of us have those dreams, and it doesn't mean anything. Uh, no. <laughs> what, no, what dream? <laughs> I, I dreamt I was I was at CPAC, and it turned into a big scavenger hunt, and I was on Ryan Gerdusky's team. Really? I woke up, and I was, like, looking for things, and I'm like, what in the world? Oh, my God. <laughs> you had a dream that you were at CPAC, yes. and... It was a scavenger hunt, and you were on Ryan Gerdusky's team? Yes, I have no idea what any of that means. That's hilarious. Maybe we were looking for the cool kids. Um, I have a thought. I'll do a little dream analysis on no, that. No, that's okay. I don't want your analysis of that dream. No, I'm being very serious. Okay. Uh, I think it's it's that's an organizational uh, dream mm-hmm. where you've got to go find this and you've got to go find that, and that, and that uh, I think you like – Ryan Gerdusky, not in a, uh, you know, I want to bang him way, but no. like, oh, okay, this, I, because I, I like Ryan. Yeah, no, I like I Ryan. Think, I think funny. he's great, and I think he's one of the, one of the, one of the voices uh, on the right that we got to give that dude a bullhorn and make sure that he's, he's hurt. As a matter of fact, it's funny, he's on the next episode of the Flipside TV show. Oh, yeah. Uh, the interview, yeah, the interview that we did with him, he's a super funny kid. Uh, I really like him, but yeah, you're, you're looking to get your, uh, your, your ducks in a row. That's, that's you organizing things. I used to have this dream when I waited tables. It's a very common thing, kind of like a scavenger hunt dream where, uh, you, you, I can't find, Oh, I was supposed to take this, uh, steak to this table. Now I can't find the table and these people over there. It's always like these weird, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. This is this used to be right here. I think it's it's that's a that's a I need to get organized dream. Maybe that's but it what sound- it was then. That's actually pretty good advice. I like it. Well, it's not advice. It's just like I think I I think that like uh, sometimes this is crazy. Of course, this 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 political comedy uh, <laughs> show has turned into dream analysis like right out of the gate. I, I think sometimes normally. Dreams are your your subconscious mind is working through regular problems that maybe it's stuff that you've pushed to the back burner and then your brain is like, hey, we got to figure out a way to to work through this. So we'll do it while you're sleeping. And then sometimes uh, I, I really believe that dreams are like little glimpses into uh, in into the future. I think that, you know, like, oh, we can uh, in a certain way. I'm not saying like ESP or anything, but it's like. If you're worried about something, 
you, you'll dream about it and then something will happen in your life because you knew it was kind of coming. Did that make any sense? Yeah, like it, like it's foreshadowing something almost. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know it's coming and yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's weird. I used to have like uh, – I don't want to get into whole dream analysis. But I, I find that stuff – uh, very, very fascinating. You know, I just I, thought I could that talk was, about it for hours. I just thought that was like the strangest setting and someone I didn't know very well at all. I was like, I just woke up very confused. Like, where did I come up with that? Yes. So, yeah. So I, I, I stepped through my door last night. It's very odd. There is a lot of jet lag. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm back in the, the New York office. So there will be more stand up shows going on in New York. Yay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get down into Manhattan. It's so nice because season one of Kevin Can Wait, uh, I came out to New York and I was staying at this crazy hotel and you have to find an apartment and do that and then you have to get all your stuff. So now it's 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 lovely. It is a, a turnkey operation. I literally, I, I have my clothes and everything. I turn the key, boom, I'm ready to go. So it'll be great. I'll be definitely hitting uh, governors. And what I want to start doing, I thought this would be h- hilarious uh, and fun is I'm going to start, uh, taping cause I, I do these shows and I, uh, you know, it's all, it's politics and it's comedy and it's sex and it's everything and it's relationships. I'm going to start, uh, taping these and then like putting them on our Facebook page. You oh, know, nice. I do those little, I do those little vlogs, but I'm mm-hmm. like, this would be like, why can't I just tape five minutes of my standup uh, at uh, like Governor's Comedy Club or Gotham in the city or Stand Up New York or the Comedy Cellar and then shoot, I'll just put those up. That'd be like really funny because it is like the vlogs are turning into uh, like little stand-up bits. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think yeah. that'd be hilarious. Yeah, this week's I was laughing right along with you. Mm. <laughs> the Comey thing oh, God. was delightful. That was, a, that was the first extra one I've ever done. The I forget what I talked about last Wednesday, but that was okay. Oh, was that was that that, that girl uh, reality winner? Yeah, no, you were talking about if you're gonna leak something, leak something good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That that girl's gonna hopefully. I want her to go to jail. Go to jail. Jail. Oh, so jail. Jail. Uh, now that, she, now that, that was she's... her big her big leak was the Russians tried to hack a voting machine or some crap, and and it didn't work. Really? <laughs> That's. That's worth ten years of your life. Yeah. Well, now she's was got a, her mom going around and talking about how scared she is. Well, that was the thing they recorded. The mom came to visit the girl in jail or whatever, and the little girl's giving uh, the uh, reality winners giving her mom advice. Here's how you play this: you act totally terrified. You say you're in fear for your life. She, her, she coached her mom on how to react. They recorded the conversation. They made that public, and now the mom is still doing it. <laughs> You know, calculating little thing, isn't she, though? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I guess my she, goodness. She thought, I guess she thought she was going to gin up some sympathy the way uh, Bradley Manning did. Well, that's, yeah, that's that's the joke. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. joke that everybody seems to be doing. Like, your best hope is to, you know, get found guilty, go to jail, declare yourself uh, a transsexual, and that you're, you have a, you, you would prefer to be a different gender, uh, then you'll be a hero because you want to change your uh, gender and you will be released early because that's the way it works now. I don't think under this administration that's exactly the way it would go. 
I don't think it's going to happen that way either. No. Oh, my goodness. So in terms of this is a perfect segue because it's the whole gender thing. We had the uh, the gay pride parade. The gay pride. I said that really weird. Uh, the pride parade was uh, last Sunday. However, they didn't call it the Pride Parade. They called it Resist, the Resistance Parade. Yeah. I mean, I used to go to gay Pride events during the Pride season to support my friends back when the big fight was marriage equality and equality in the workplace. And there was a lot of maybe prejudice or tacit prejudice that went on. I'm old enough to remember that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't go now if somebody paid me to go. Um, it's really, really not about. It's not about. Well, they used to be fun. I mean, come I on. I would it go was if great. somebody paid me. I'd well, probably go if somebody no, didn't pay. Because it's not about equality anymore. It's about special privileges, and yeah, equality's there. Stop. Well, I think it's been obviously it's been hijacked. Mm-hmm. However, oh, completely. I feel bad for the gay community that it did get hijacked because it should be it should be like a celebration it should be a total celebration and so much fun you can't believe it like holy smoke to be yes it's a great time (laughs) yeah yeah and now it's the resistance oh my goodness no i actually i have gay friends that won't participate in those types of events anymore at all and that sucks I think it does too. And here's the thing that I wanted to ask every marcher, you know, of course in LA they were doing like live shots all the time and this, that, and this, and look at all the people and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what are you, what are you resisting? Like, what are you resisting? Like, I would understand if like Donald Trump is like, and we have completed our designs on the gay camps and the retraining settlements and if you're gay, you'll have to report to this small town outside of Tol. I mean, like none of that is happening. What are they resisting? Uh, apparently, the first president who, from day one of his administration, was supportive of same-sex marriage. That's what I put out there. Yeah. I put the picture I mean, of Donald I mean, Trump holding up the gay flag and yeah. being like, "You guys are awesome. I got you. I got you. I got you covered." And they're like, "Resist." This is in a, yes, I'm going to do the gay voice. I'm going to do the standard stereotypical resist this fascist. Like what in the heck? And if Maxine Waters is your leader on this, <laughs> I swear, if I was in the gay pride march and like, okay, now everybody stop because Maxine Waters is going to talk, and and <laughs> I would have, I'm like, no, we got we got to go somewhere else. We got to go. We're gonna. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta get out of this march and hit a club or something. Yeah, exactly. Nobody can listen to Maxine for very long. Well, you know what? And, we, you know what they never like to talk about. Who's they? Well, the the, the gay community and the gay activist okay. organization. What do they not want to talk about? Well, you know who the first major politician was to come out in favor of same-sex marriage, right? Who? Dick Cheney. Oh. His daughter Watch, is gay. Oh, yeah, because his daughter, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, all I'm saying is uh, Barack Obama went into office supporting traditional marriage. Uh, Hillary's evolution was one of the ugliest and most complicated things you've ever seen. Right? Oh, it's it's so I calculated. Mean, it's yeah. disgusting. It's so calculated. Hey, uh, Hillary, here's the new numbers. Uh, m- most people support uh, marriage equality 
uh, for gay people. Oh, okay, I support it too then. If it's up to 57. If it's down at 52, I don't. But if it's at 57 and it means five more votes, it's, it's gross. It's gross. It's disgusting. But I mean, it, you know, my whole thing has always been to have this little libertarian streak in me and you do you. You do you. Yeah, and I tell you, and I'll go on, and I'll just my stance on the whole thing. Uh, if if you want to marry someone of the same sex, uh, you can't. Uh, I'm I'm afraid the Catholic Church is going to say no. Mm-hmm. I think you can have the the same the same equal thing. If you can have civil unions, or you can call it some other cool name, but like, don't get mad when the church or or the temple that there's a thousands and thousands of years of, of history of saying no to this kind of thing D- don't don't sue oh my gosh the archbishop of canterbury won't marry me no he, he's on record for like the last two thousand years yeah. we don't do that but you can have all all the same rights all the same protections be happy i want you to be happy i don't want to get in the way of your happiness however uh if you love somebody ultimately the church isn't going to make that love stronger. Well, my my solution is a lot simpler than all that. Okay. Everybody, right, gets what do you call them? Um, unity Laid. certificates or whatever. You, like okay. everybody, whether you're heterosexual, homosexual, blah 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 blah. You don't go to the state anymore and get a marriage license. You go and get a common property certificate or something like that because that's really all the state cares about. They want to know how to tax you and who to give your stuff to if you die. Yes. Really. So we have some form that's called that that everybody, no matter who they want to marry, can get. And then your ceremony and how you celebrate that is totally up to you. And the Episcopals can marry gay people and the Catholics can say no and the Methodists can say yes. And it's just really up to the denomination or the individual pastor. I mean – I couldn't Stop agree more. Stop calling it a marriage certificate because no. I could not agree more because that's yep. – all that is was government coming in and going, oh, my lord, we can make money off this. We can make money and we can tax you different and we can tax you again when you die. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm so glad we got that settled. Yeah. We and just then, fixed the whole problem. I, I swear. <laughs> it's – I'm not even kidding. We have solved so, so many, problems many problems on this show and on the Flipside Television show. Yeah. It gets it gets frustrating. Where you're like, I already no, we've already solved. We've already solved like, you'll this. See, you'll see Just, these freaking morons on the news like chewing their fingernails. What do we do? What do we do? And well, and you're I mean, like, that, no, we solved that in episode in episode seven, season two. Who was that? Who was that woman out in Kansas or whatever that re- somebody Davis, Kim Davis? I will not give these people a marriage certificate. Well, oh yeah, you would not be able to prevent two grown adults from saying our property is now in common. It's not a yes. marriage. This is just common property. See yes. it, Kim. Yeah, I, it takes the whole like religion thing out of it from a state perspective, and then you you take care of the spiritual another way. Yeah, and then my 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 friends of mine who are way way off to the right. Will say, well, if two, if if a woman can marry a woman, I don't know why it's Jimmy Stewart saying this, but if a woman can marry a woman and a man can marry a man, what's next? Can a man marry an animal? And you're like, no, <laughs> no, because no. there's a ceremony. Marry a doll, though. Oh, that's just that. That is so sad. 
that's so just sad. Like, what is up with that? Like, if you go, if you go to City Hall and you're like, I need a marriage license because I'm going to marry this inanimate object. I think they should pretend to give you the marriage license, but it's really like a note to go see a psychologist. A referral. <laughs> Some kind of therapy. Well, like, you are a broken person, and we're here to help you, and we want to make you better. I don't know. At some, so, point, at some point, those inanimate objects might become a little more animated. Oh, are we talking robots here? Well, I put it out on the Facebook or the Facebook page today now. Some University of Minnesota has developed this... 3D printing material that can sense tactile sensations. I'm like, stop. We've warned you guys. No. No. It's 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 coming and I'm with I'm with HG Wells on this one. You can't go over it, you can't go under it, you can't go through it. There's gonna be this marriage of computers and intelligence and it's just all gonna be like our reaction to it and all this stuff. It we are this is like zero comedy in this, but did you see the artificial womb lately? No. They have a material that they can make and pump nutrients through it, and they're now doing it with uh, sheep, where they can grow a you know a sheep embryo, sh- sh- a sheep egg, sheep sperm. They get those going in a test tube, and then you can transfer it to this other device, and it's an artificial womb. And uh, they can literally, like, I guess they're very, very close to being able to grow a sheep in do a lab. Do not, do not tell the third wave feminists. Don't. I will not. Yeah. But wow, it's it's Matrix City. It is the Matrix City when when uh, Keanu Reeves wakes up and all mm-hmm. that goop. It looked eerily, <laughs> eerily <laughs> similar to that. I just want Elon Musk to hurry up. You and I can I be first what, in line. We can just pedal, get the heck out of here. <laughs> pedal to the metal on that SpaceX. Yep. We got to get going. We have got to get out of here before Skynet. That's all I'm yes. saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the other thing in in this goes hand in hand with the whole uh, uh, Pride Resistance March and how that that got hijacked. The uh, one year anniversary of the Pulse nightclub shooting. Uh, and the the Washington Post writes this big article about it, and they don't mention Islamic extremism once, not not even once. And they're like, "It's been a year, and we still don't have any answers." <laughs> I was just like, "Have you been asleep?" And did they find his wife? Uh, it's. I mean, is she still on the run? I think they did. They found her. And I don't know if they released her, but they know that she knew because she went she went with him to purchase weapons and to the gun range and stuff like that. But that it's just when you and, and this is like people like when, when Trump was running and he's like the uh, President Obama won't even say Islamic extremism, won't even say it. And and when people if people are just going to be if we're going to put our head in the sand this badly, uh, you kind of you kind of. I don't, I don't, I'm very hesitant to – I don't know who to bl- – I, I can blame the Washington Post well, for – you're like, like deliberately misleading people. It's kind of like wake up because even Theresa May said it. After the London t- attacks, she called it Islamist extremism. And it's, there's a huge argument that says these people are telling you why they're doing it. 
They yes. have a very, very, very deep religious belief. So deep, in fact, they're willing to die for it. To disconnect their behavior from their religious beliefs is a mistake because you're never going to solve the problem. Well, the Bible says stuff like that, and the Bible says stuff like that. You never talk about the Bible and the, the Crusades. What about the Crusades? Like, wah, wah, change the record. The last time I checked, uh, some guy wasn't dressed up as a, a crusader out of a Monty Python movie, blowing people up, running people over, stabbing people. If, if there was, like, uh, crusaders running around and blowing up uh, – <laughs> People left Heretics, and right, yeah. I, I'd, I'd be all like, uh-oh, we've got a crusader problem. Yeah. No. Well, it, it's this nifty little word. They like to skip this portion of history and go from the terrible past to this horrid future we live – or this horrid present we live in. Um, it was called the Reformation. <laughs> the yeah. Catholic Church and the Christian religions went through a huge reformation where we don't really take an eye for an eye anymore. <laughs> Sad. Sad. sad days. Mm -hmm. Sad days we live in. Okay, so uh, we got that figured out. Right. You, you have to at least recognize the problem. Once again, I will refer people to the vlog I did a few weeks ago where I say if this was a fast food restaurant, people would be freaking out. If this was uh, employees of a burger hut, killed people in France and killed people in London and killed people in Manchester and killed people in Germany and killed people in Orlando and killed people in San Bernardino, you'd go, holy crap, we got a burger hut problem. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and I, I don't see what, whatever the ninth circuit court, I guess recently upheld, uh, we're not going to let Trump do the travel ban because of some crap that he said on the campaign trail. It's, it's madness. It is madness. Face. I shocked well, it's like ninth, ninth Circuit did what? Oh. I know. It's uh, and and this is the this is a problem. This goes back to uh, Justice Roberts with the Obamacare tax, mm -hmm. where he goes, "I know it's not what's on the paper, but I think this is what the intent was." Stop it! Stop, Stop it! Stop! If you are a judge, it's always about what's on the paper. Yep. It's always about what's on the paper. Mm -hmm. That's all we have. We are a we are a nation of laws. Well, and there's some talk that maybe the ninth district's gonna get mixed up a little bit. I hope so. I let's, hope so let's too. Do it. Let's do it. We've already pissed everyone off, so let's just do it. And and people are are pissed off for like no reason. I know. It is, it is literally like when you're watching a Blu-ray and and there's a chapter of a movie you don't like, so you just press skip. That's that's what we're in the middle of. The Donald Trump presidency is a uh, skip to next chapter of outrage. It's like, oh my gosh, he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna change the First Amendment. He's gonna get rid of freedom of speech. Oh, I guess he's not. Okay, skip to the next chapter. The the, the Russians hacked the election. Well, it looks like they didn't. Skip to the next chapter. Oh, he was. Uh, there was collusion. There was collusion. Nope, there wasn't. Skip to the next chapter. Oh, he tried to he tried to obstruct justice. Well, no, he can't because the Constitution tells him he he has the power to do whatever he wants there, and he could just tell him to stop. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, now skip uh, to to Jeff Sessions. It literally is just this. It's like spinning plates. And when, he and when needs to be impeached, and everybody he's appointed needs to be fired. You had Diane Feinstein yammering. You know who? After the Comey thing, you know who really needs to be investigated? 
Who? Loretta Lynch. Oh my gosh. Like, that, yeah, that's you, that's like the overlooked that's the overlooked piece of Jim Comey's testimony. You were so terrified of Donald Trump that you took it upon yourself to go make these extemporaneous notes because you were so intimidated. And you had a boss. Lordy. You had a boss who went out on a tarmac with a candidate's husband and comes back and tells you, just don't call this an investigation anymore. Just call it a matter. Yeah. You didn't take that note. Why not? <laughs> uh, and I guess it was like, I guess that was creepy. I guess Loretta Lynch is like, hey, don't call it an investigation. Call it, call it a matter. And he just looked at her and she just looked at him. And then he looked at her and she looked at him. And then she goes, if there's nothing else to discuss, you should leave. And then he left. And of course, he didn't write a memo about that. Of and then the whole memo, the whole memo thing is ludicrous. And that was the other like thing that like I, I thought was so funny that I, I put it in last week's vlog. It's like, listen, if I go into a building and then I come back out and I go, ooh, this is what happened. That doesn't mean it really happened. That means I wrote down a version of of what may have I mean like I can say a bunch of stuff I went into the library uh, and an alien put his finger in my butt and and made me read uh Alice in Wonderland okay that's what you say happened but no one else in the there was no one else in the library you're just you're just talking smack at that point well and here's the thing what I loved about it is Jim Comey gave two versions of two situations one with President Trump and one with Loretta Lynch, where he, as the director of the FBI, was incapable of clarifying the direction his boss just gave him. He is milk toast. <laughs> I'm like sitting there going, okay, so he said, I hope nothing comes of this. Sir, what do you mean by that? You know we have an ongoing investigation. Why, of course I do. And I've told you twice that I want to understand the outcomes of that investigation, which Trump also told him. So a simple clarifying question goes a long way. It's called being an adult and a professional. Yes. Here's the phrase, evidently, that Jim Comey is unable to say. Evidently, if you get Jim Comey in a room and you go, I want this room painted green, he can't say, so what do you want me to do? Exactly. You you go, listen, I want you to I want you to vacuum these floors. Uh I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to write a memo. Apparently he's never he should never be alone in a room with anyone because they could tell him to go jump off the roof and apparently he wouldn't question it. I, I guess so. And I guess if you say something like, Ooh, wouldn't it be nice if these uh wouldn't it be nice if these walls were red? And then you don't go, Do you want me to paint the walls red? You, you don't clarify anything. You just go, no, it would be nice if these walls were red. Oh, well, I guess we have white walls. I mean, it's, it's just so – and I'm so sick and tired of these pundits. I saw a really gross one today on, on Fox. These guys, they were arguing about uh, Trump and telling Comey, I hope you could – I hope this thing goes away. And the, the, the one guy on the right was some douchey radio host, and the one guy on the left was a douchey radio host, and they're both lawyers, and they're, and they're going back and forth, and they're really going at it, and they're talking over each other, uh, and it's like they're not getting anywhere. They're not they, – like no one – it's just like talking point, talking point, blather, 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 blah, 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 and, it, and it's getting a little heated, and you're like, okay, maybe something's going to happen. 
And then uh, the host of Fox News is like, that's uh, all right. We got a hard break, guys. I, I got to let you go. Uh, thanks for thanks for sharing your opinions. And both of the guys like instantly lit up into these smiles like, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, good job. Good to see you. But like, listen, I'm not paying. I'm not paying to watch you fight. Right. Well, right I'm paying now, to find the truth. Some ver- some some truth like good Lord. Right. I don't, I don't want to watch the hey, we're going to disagree channel. Right now, bar none, my favorite attorney is Alan Dershowitz. That was so awesome. The one, t- uh, move on, move on. The, the Anderson Cooper one? Uh-huh. That was the best. I know, that was great. That was the absolute best. Yep. So He that- has the constitutional authority. If you want to disagree with me about that, we can talk about that till the cows come home. But all he has to do is say stop, and that's it. There's no such thing as obstruction of justice. It was fantastic. Or he's pardoned. Over. And I didn't I didn't know uh George Bush one did that. Uh-huh. Casper Weinberger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, oh, that guy's not gonna testify. Why? Because he's innocent. I just pardoned him. <laughs> <laughs> but if Trump could have done all of those things and didn't. Right now Trump's going, I can do that. Right. But I mean, the only thing I learned from the Comey testimony is why Comey got fired. Yeah. Comey got fired because he told Donald Trump three separate times, no, you are not personally under investigation. And oh, the the left hated that. The left hated that he did that. And Trump said, hey, can you do me a good turn? Can you let everybody know? Because this kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. I can't. I can't. There's I'd a. Fired there's him a. Too. <laughs> I, I love how like Jim Comey's like I got the rule book and I don't know and this is hard and I was my feelings and I was scared and like I I so his solution is to leak information. I was hoping to get a special prosecutor. So what'd you do? Oh, I I I told a friend to give an article to the New York Times. Like what? Like you're you're like one of the most powerful people in in Washington, and that's your solution. Oh, leak information. Well, because he'd already got fired. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm mean, sure. I'm sure everybody. I'm sure once he got fired, everybody changed their phone number. <laughs> like, well, like once he's fired, if he still calls people up, Comey, Jim, who? FBI, what? I don't know. Who is this? <laughs> but I mean, all I'm saying is he never clarified with his boss. He did all of that stuff around Hillary Clinton, right? Yeah. Gave public statements in the whole nine yards. I don't understand what the harmful effects would have been if there just would have been, you know, at this time, the president of the U.S. is not under investigation. I think we, as the president's boss, kind of have a right to know that. Well, then, if if I would have said that, then I would have been in a situation where I'd have to go back and there would be a correction. If I would have okay. said that, I would have. Yes. <laughs> All right. I don't see the problem. Crazy. Crazy. And then and then everyone's going, uh, you know what? With the Comey testimony, the left got what they wanted, and the right got what they want. How did the How did the left? What? How did the left get anything out of that? Because he hoped. Uh, oh Trump my hoped. gosh. Here's here's the the other thing I want to make sure that we get in. Like we're in, we're in like the meat and potatoes of, of the show. And I, I want people to know uh, that I, I, I truly, I honestly uh, feel poorly for, for all the people 
in this nation who are being fed a steady diet of the Russians uh, hack the election and Donald Trump is a criminal and he's going to get impeached any day now. Like there's a huge portion of our population. They are being fed a steady, steady stream of this and their lives. Uh, I, I can see how they're filled with anxiety, like just total like they've got to be like just a great weeping and gnashing of teeth. They have to be sitting around thinking, how can this be? How can this be? When you watch CNN, when you watch MSNBC, when you watch Meet the Press, when you watch any of these shows, you're being fed this constant steady stream of it's really bad. It's so bad and it's so horrifying. At some point, something miraculous is about to happen and we'll get him. We'll get him. And, and it's they're getting great ratings off of this. However, it's not going to happen. Yeah, they're never gonna get him. This is kind of like, kind of like Wiley e. Coyote and the Roadrunner. And and it's it's just got to be driving people uh, crazy. I was at the I was at the DMV recently. My license uh, was set to expire uh, in July, so I wanted to make sure, you know, because I travel, blah blah blah. So I go to the DMV, and the DMV has uh, like CNN on. So when you're sitting around waiting for your number to be called. Uh, and and the just the scrolls on CNN, just the steady scrolls of, uh, you know, is is Trump will be impeached? It's it's like these really misleading, and you're like, wow, everyone's sitting here, everyone's sitting here is watching that in every airport, uh, wherever people gather, it's like they're watching this like straight up propaganda. It's got to be miserable. And the DMV, boy, I tell you what. If, if you want to know why I want small government and, and people to be more personally responsible, just go to the DMV. And I, I want to start telling – I'm going to work on this for my stand-up, but this, this, was, this is like the idea behind it. It's the perfect example of a, a government system that doesn't really function. And if you stand – when you're out there – and I made an appointment – Right. Oh, if you don't make an appointment, you're an idiot. So I made an appointment. So I was out of there in an hour and a half. (laughs) Right. That's that's with an appointment. (laughs) That's worse than a doctor's office. It's it's the perfect embodiment because everyone you have the people who have appointments stand in line and the people who just show up are standing in line and everybody's upset. Like no one's happy. People are trying. You know, some people you're making conversation and you're meeting people. But people just have this look on their face like, man, this sucks. Man, man. And you can see people getting frustrated because it's taking such a long time. Then you see these same people and this miraculous change comes over them once they get up to the window. Mm -hmm. Because they realize the person on the other side of the window has all the power, right? (laughs) So they start acting like happy. And they uh-huh. start pretending, like, hey, make a little small. <laughs> you guys are busy here, huh? This is crazy. I can't believe. Oh, yeah, you're. that's a lovely dress. And it's like they turn – they go – their real emotion, the, the reality is they're pissed off. But then they pretend to be happy because they're terrified. <clears throat> that they're going to be sent to like another line or something. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That all the person on the other side of the other counter is go, nope, and you have to do it all again. So you might as well pretend to be happy, and that is the problem with big government right there. You lose all power. 
You have to pretend to be happy. And then when you sneak out of there, you're like, man, that was jacked up. That was jacked up. And when and when the hospitals run like that, can you imagine with a single payer tax, tax system and it's like the hospitals run like the DMV? Well, Good or the Lord. VA. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's what the that's what we're heading towards. You, you know what my solution to a lot of this is, right? No. Outsource it. Outsource it to where? FedEx could deliver our mail nationwide at a fraction of the cost. Or some split between FedEx and UPS, keep them in competition, you know, in different markets, whatever. Okay? Outsource the DMV. I I tell you, it's and this is where, and this takes me to, I'm, I'm kind of like leapfrogging here. To take, that takes me straight to the, the deep state. Like, if you have a job at the DMV, that's a good gig. Sure. That's a, that's a really good gig. So, you are never going to vote for the candidate who says, I'm going to rethink the DMV. You're always yeah. going to vote for the candidate who goes, boy, the DMV would be great if we could only afford to pay the people more. Right. That's who, well, that's who you're going to pay. Yeah, for. But so why in the heck, if you're a federal employee uh, on, on in, you're you're in the, the big show, you're working for the NSA, you're working for the FBI, you're working for the you are in there, man. You are never going to vote well, for the guy who's like, I'm going to drain the swamp. You're going to do everything in your think, power to undercut him. I don't think the NSA and the FBI necessarily need to be outsourced. But when Trump was talking during infrastructure week and talking about basically outsourcing air traffic control i have zero issues with it none not a one. Oh, nor do i yeah nor do i but i'm telling you this like when people go oh the deeps there's people in the the administration and there's people in in dc that want to make sure that this president fails absolutely oh i i absolutely don't, i don't disagree with that well reality winner she's not even in dc yeah some of it is seriously, they just think they know better than the American voter. The American voter voted wrong. They don't understand how awesome Bernie Sanders was. Socialism's the right way to go. White people suck. All that. Okay, so And yeah. And we are we have been the victim, as Dan Rather so aptly put it, uh we we've been the victim of a psychological Pearl Harbor. No, we haven't. That's what he said. That's ridiculous. I I, I was I was gobsmacked when I saw that last night. I was up super late, time change, blah, blah, blah. And I'm watching uh, a, a clip from a Rachel Maddow show. And Dan Rather is on there saying, the Russians have pulled it off. They have pulled off a psychological Pearl Harbor. This is the greatest defeat in modern – and like what in the – and this is – that's what I'm talking about. And there's people who are watching MSNBC and they're watching this show and like he's right. He's right. They have. We've all been hoodwinked. Okay. First of all, I would literally rather scrape my eyeball out with a spork than watch anything Rachel Maddow puts together. But that's just me. Second yes. of all, I cannot – be this terrified, this upset, this, I, there's just nothing to be that upset about. I, large world powers have been trying to interfere through informational and other ways in the elections of other countries for my entire life. Yeah. This is not new. Maybe the methods and the tools they're using to do it are different, but here's my thing. So... 
article in Business Insider today said, oh, they actually did try to do more than we thought they did or than the public knew. Well, that's great. They didn't actually do anything to the vote itself. That's pretty much been confirmed. Why don't we stop talking about what they did and figure out how to make sure they don't do it in 2020? I would be a big fan of that. <laughs> I, I would be a big fan of that. At all, a look to problem solving here. Like, okay, we have 50 disparate election systems. The states run elections. We need to set some technological standards about how they do that so this can't happen. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's all, it's all just blah, blah, blah. It's, and I, I, I honestly, I feel bad for the people who, who do believe that the Russians hacked the election and they changed votes and they did this and it's psychological warfare. And then that's the great thing. And it's like, you want to tell people, you want to tell people, Hey, you're, you're being tricked, but they, and it's, it's the best comeback ever. They go, no, you've been so tricked by the Russians that you don't even know you've been tricked. <laughs> it's this, I don't know how you win people over. I don't know how you, you, you change. Cause you come at them with like, did they change any votes? Like, what did they do? No one can tell you what they did. No one. But it is well, now in WikiLeaks. In, WikiLeaks. Yeah. yeah, WikiLeaks, which is uh, 100% factual. 100% factual. Well, WikiLeaks <laughs> is not that Russia is colluding with WikiLeaks. We don't know that. The Macedonians. The oh, Macedonians. So in, while everybody was, uh, was looking the other way, and this was like casually mentioned uh, the other day, Trump just like – casually mentioned this uh, during his cabinet meeting that everybody's making fun of i i didn't realize that four trillion dollars four trillion dollars has been created in wealth because of the stock market just since he's been in office yeah but i love listening to the folks on the left but that's just the residual of barack obama's policies no, okay, fine. No, okay. It I mean, isn't. no. I'll... <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> the markets move really fast. Do you remember what happened like initially during the election when they saw Trump was winning? It wasn't what they expected, so it started to drop. Then they sat back and thought about it, said, "Hey, this might be a good thing," and it went up. Yes. <laughs> and it's like and it's like, "Oh, we've elected a guy who might uh, take the shackles off of small business. We've elected a guy who might reduce some of these insane regulations. Oh, he is going to get rid of some of these regulations. Okay, guys, the eight years of waiting are over. Now we can go. We can run. It's like Forrest Gump, right? The first right. time Forrest Gump run, runs and the, and the leg braces bust off, mm -hmm. that's where our, our economy is right, right. now. <laughs> run, Forrest, run. Well, just not spending $15 trillion on the Paris Accords. I mean, come yeah. on. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, exactly. And, and I tell you, I, I, there's so many I, – I, there's a lot of winning going on. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of winning going on. I'm not tired of all the winning. I'm ready for more winning. Oh, I want but, lots uh, more winning. I want bigger item winning. But I will say something I was very happy to hear today. Um, because I did work on it a little myself, and I have people close to me who are working on it, as uh, the VA Accountability Act. He was supposed to sign that this afternoon, and that means 
you can't be a member of the VA, a staff member at the VA, and be watching porn on your computer or let people die or show up drunk to do surgery and keep your job. Yay. Yay. Uh, my father-in-law, well, whatever, he was involved, he was with the FAA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost impossible, impossible to fire somebody from the FAA. Oh, yeah. At these government agents, you are so protected. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled about the VA uh, Accountability Act. Now, if somebody does abuse that power, you know, and go, oh, I, I just fired Joe because I didn't like him. You know, Joe wasn't really uh, a bad employee. I fired him. Okay, then hopefully that person has some recourse, right? Because that's what we all want. However, if someone's a total douche, and they're not doing their job, and they're showing up late, and they're doing X, Y, and Z, boom, you got to go. The gravy train is over. Well, and that's also why I'm a huge fan of outsourcing, because in the outsource world and in private industry, that would never happen. Exactly. That would literally, literally, it's called at-will employment. You come, you do your job, you are managed to your expectations, or you lose your job. Yeah. And, you know, outsource the VA to a large hospital system. Give it to somebody who knows how to run a hospital. Because it would seem that a lot of the folks running hospitals at the VA don't necessarily know how to run one. I mean, there's a, there's a big argument for letting people from private industry do the things that are done well in private industry for the government. Yeah. Yeah, that is, uh, that's, always, that's always shocked me. How you can't go to somebody who knows what they're actually doing. <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't, like the, the DMV. It, when I first got my driver's license, back when dinosaurs ruled the world, uh, you get, they took your picture, you waited there, and they go, hey, do you want this laminated? And you go, uh, sure. They go, it's, it's five bucks. Ah, I think it laminated's a good idea. And then you leave with your driver's license. Mm-hmm. Now they've created, they've created this uh, system where you go there, you stand in line, you fill out this form, you stand in another line, then you wait and you get your picture taken, then you have to you have to wait for another 30 days to actually get why? What's what's the what's the 30 day wait? Well, they improved their system. Yeah, we made it better. <laughs> we made it better. It's a we better it picture. <laughs> it is it is nuts. So, uh so Trump had this cabinet meeting uh, where he, he sat down, he's taking a lot of heat for this, everybody's making fun of it. Uh, I, I was watching TV as it happened. He goes, now I want to go around the room and let everybody introduce themselves. And I thought, I thought, ooh, that's a bad idea, right? It's, it's a re- really a bad idea. Then I forget who the, who the first person was that spoke, and they're like, hey, I'm, I'm Blee Blorp, uh, and I'm, I run the blah, blah, blah agency, and here's what we're doing. And here's what we hope to do in the future. And then I thought, oh, my goodness, this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. This is brilliant. He's going to go around the room and everybody's going to say, I run this department and here's what we're going to do. At some point, about halfway around the table, uh, somebody chickened out and uh, and they were like, I'm just glad to be here and to work and make sure your vision comes to fruition. That was and then grievous. It- and it, and it became this this like kind of like boot not not bootlicking but this whole isn't Donald Trump great thing but man halfway around that table it was awesome 
Well, and if and you I, think, and I think he should do that every every time he every time he has a cabinet meeting, and there's there's uh, photographers there, reporters there, everyone goes around and should do their little mission statement. It was a great idea. Well, I think it started out as a great idea, and if you think about what most CEOs do, they let their VP of finance talk, they let their VP of of marketing talk, they let their VP of sales talk. So now they've said, here's what we'd hope, here's what we're, you know, our mission is, and here's what we hope to accomplish. The next cabinet meeting should be, here's what we've accomplished. Here's what we've got left to do. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. That's like <laughs> transparency in government that I could really, really embrace. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. And then I guess Chuck Schumer came out with like an answer video, like it's a freaking rap battle, like it. <laughs> It's yeah, like he's like uh, had and like he's taken time out of his day to do an answer video on YouTube, and it's just oh, it's just ridiculous. Oh, it's just grown ridiculous. Up in New York, I'm so tired of Chuck Schumer. He's been around like my entire life. That guy. Ugh, uh, that guy. What? He's There's just two more sleazy. things I want to get to. There's two more things I want to get to before the end of uh, this episode, uh, and one is this uh, this whole Julius Caesar. A ruckus that's going on right now, and the other thing is this uh, fearless girl statue. So let's put let's put a lid on this whole uh, Julius Caesar Shakespeare in the Park thing. St- people are advertising this, and I clicked on it because I saw it going by on Twitter and on Facebook. They're like Trump assassination play, and I'm like, holy smoke! I thought uh, a long time ago they used a bunch of taxpayer money, almost a million bucks to fund a climate change musical oh, that God. actually it made it to Broadway. They paid their way to Broadway. I, I think it was close to a million dollars that taxpayers paid mm-hmm. and it closed. They didn't get the sales were horrible. It was the reviews were bad. Shocking. Big, big, big government should stay out of entertainment. Mm-hmm. So I thought somebody had funded. I thought there was some kind of taxpayer funded uh, uh, a play about the assassination of Donald Trump. So I clicked this thing. It's Caesar. It's Julius Caesar. It's Shakespeare. And well, then people are like, these advertisers should stop this. Like, no, Caesar was the hero of that thing. That's a tr- he's a tragic figure. All He was trying to fix Rome and these senators, these totally corrupt senators who were only interested in, in saving their own power, right. killed him. That's well, a great lesson now. That's a great that's lesson. That's an awesome. Right it's now. a total – it's a total – conversation or commercial for draining the swamp right yes um basically anybody on the right who's like super upset about this and really happy that delta pulled out their sponsorship never read shakespeare it it is so (laughs) it's cringeworthy like no idiots like there's other good stuff if you want to like boycott stuff whatever your personal feelings are on boycott this is not the one. No, this is You want to be like, one. boy, they they were wrong to have done that. They shouldn't have done that. I guess that's a cautionary tale. Look, they killed Caesar and the corrupt senators stuck around and then Rome went in the shitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's the perfect message for right now. Well, I, I And there's I, a girl that looks like Melania in there. <laughs> yeah, I bet there is. I bet there is. That's oh, the wonderful thing about Shakespeare. It applies today. Well, and, and you reminded me before we got on the air, they did one not too long ago, Romeo and Juliet. 
Yeah, Leo in a, DiCaprio. In a gang, they said it gang. gang setting. Yeah, I mean, they have taken Shakespearean tales and put them into modern, you know, I guess sets, if you will, a yeah. lot. It's kind of timeless. <laughs> it's kind of timeless. It's the it's the wonderful thing. It's the wonderful thing, and like. I, I can't say it enough, and I thought maybe unless the guy messed with the play, unless the guy messed with, the, unless there's some scene uh, that he's added to the play where oh thank goodness we killed Caesar, yay hooray, and they big do a big song and dance at the end. Uh, the poor guy was out there going, "This is anti-assassination. This shows you the bad part. What happens about when somebody's assassinated? I mean, he yeah. was trying to defend the whole thing, and I actually felt sorry for him." And I wonder, I wonder who uh, Mark Anthony is in that because that's one of my favorite. And this is going to make me sound like, like I was in theater and and did that whole acting thing and yada yada. But when uh, when Mark Anthony's like, I got to go talk to the crowd. I got to go talk to the crowd. And the senators are like, Hey, don't don't make us look bad. And he's like, oh, I'm not. I'm not. And then he comes out. I come. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. And it's so beautifully written. And like, of course, who am I convincing? Like, oh, Shakespeare's beautifully written. What a brave stance. <laughs> <laughs> but he he does this whole like this whole like praising Caesar in this double. It's just wonderful. I, I wonder who it is in the play. But let's not. My goodness, you guys. It's you look Julius like Caesar. It's Stop. Julius Caesar, and Trump is is a very romanticized figure in that. Okay, uh, fearless girl. This fearless girl statue. Are we this done one, with her? I've been done with it for ages. I've been I know. done with it for ages. And, I know. And it, as as a, you know, and I, I hate it when when Kathy Griffin calls herself an artist, and when stand ups call themselves artists. However, in a weird way, they are. Now, a long time ago, a statue was commissioned from Wall Street. And it was a, a statue of optimism, and it was a bull. And that bull has been down there for a super long time. Yep. And that is the piece of art that says, yes, it's a bull market. We are optimists, and we're going to take over. Then some douchebag <laughs> decided to put up this fearless girl statue. It was supposed to be up for one month. For to one stop month. the optimism. Yes. Think about that yes. whole symbolism. The dude who that put the some, fearless some girl little... there didn't understand why the bull was there. Exactly. Yes. And this guy put his little, I'm a little girl and I got my hands on my hips and I'm stopping this bull. Okay, I'll let you do that for a month. That month has come and gone. And it continues on to this day where now they're talking about having it being a permanent fixture. You cannot do that. No. That. That is, you're not allowed to put your art on top of someone else's art. Then, uh, last weekend, some other artist took and, and made like a Wonder Woman uh, tiara like she wears in the movie, and he put that on the fearless girl. Yeah. So now you, now you have the bull being uh, commented on by another artist's art, and then another art artist has put his art on that art to make a third. Ooh, now it's a, now it's a thing for Wonder Woman. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. The fearless girl, you can put her somewhere else. Yeah, no, her, she needs she don't. needs to be moved. It's it's hor it, it horrifies me if you have the soul of an artist, if you've ever created anything, you can't Oh, here's my here's my picture. 
here's my beautiful landscape. I know I'm not a good painter, but that's my piece of art. Then you can't have another artist come in and go, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a flying dick on here and completely change. The You're not allowed to do that. I, I Seriously, I'm going to be in Manhattan tomorrow, and there's a big part of me that wants to go down and change the statue, put my little addition on it, and go, oh, I thought that's how this worked now. I thought it'd be funny if she was peeing her pants. You know, like in in uh in well, somebody Spencer's did have a dog. They used to have those. They yeah. used to have. They used to have those like beers that looked like it would never stop pouring. Mm -hmm. Right? It's an obstacle. I want to put one of those like between her legs, so it looks like she's pissing herself in fear. Well, and that's my did art. Put, somebody did put a dog peeing on her leg, if I remember correctly. And how long did that last? Uh, it didn't last very long, but I think maybe it gave her another month. But I just think the whole. The whole idea of why the bull was put there in the first place, that's the symbol of a healthy economy. Things are running well. You know, there's investments being made. People are working in a bull market. It's a There's good hope. Thing. There's optimism. Yes. yes. And somebody thinks it's a good idea for some little brat to put her hands on her hips and go, stop. No. I'm a woman. No. Stop this optimism. Really? That's like, that's that's what that piece of art says. That's like, I'm a, I have a vagina. Stop it. That is that is like the perfect bumper sticker for third wave feminists. I have a vagina. Stop being optimistic. Yes. <laughs> oh well. I have ovaries. Stop having hope. <laughs> we, we can turn this. We can get this economy in this shitter. There you go. Okay, Amber uh, Rose. This is the other one I wanted to comment on. Uh, Amber Rose uh, took a nude photo of herself, and I guess Pierce uh, Morgan and a bunch of other people uh, were upset about it. I am all for this. I am all for this. Where do you stand, Liberty Gypsy? I saw it tagged with a certain tag that has been used for a feminist march called a slut walk. Yeah. Where all these women get naked is a way to say we should be able to walk around naked and men, you can't look at us, which I think is stupid. Um, so if she's doing it to advertise that, really, if you support that, I'm not a fan. Kind of like Courtney Love took apart Linda Soursore the other day, um, which was awesome to watch. But if it's just her being naked, that's her right. Be naked. I don't care. That's where I stand on it. That's exactly where I stand on it. You want to take a naked photograph of yourself and put it out for the world to see and go, hey, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm a woman. This is my body. This is what I wanted to do. Bada bing, bada What? I do not see the downside. I, I, I. I, I really don't. And, and uh, if a dude wanted to do it, I don't see the downside there either. Absolutely. And I really don't see what all the fuss is. And it's like these little – and like Piers Morgan is like, you can't take a naked photograph of yourself and call that feminism. Yeah. Yeah, you can. She's a grown woman. She's allowed to do that. I guess that's feminism. I, I like – I, I don't see – I mean there was a big uproar on social media about it and Piers Morgan has taken a bunch of junk and then now people are talking about like whatever. I, well, I just – there's there's always been this like libertarian feminism which I subscribe to which is like it's your body. You can make money off it. You do you, girl. Go. Uh, seriously. Whereas the – If 
third wave feminists, they're like, that's objectification. If you're, if you're a woman and you want to dress, uh, yeah, that's, I, I have, I have zero patience for those people. If you want to, if you're, if you're a, a, a guy or a girl and you want to get naked and take a, a photograph and put it out for the world to see, fantastic. Good for you. If you are a guy or a girl and you want to dress like an Amish person and live uh, beneath a tree and make cookies, that's great too. <laughs> I have zero you problem with any you. of it. Do you? It's awesome. My only problem, uh, what, whatever. Amber Just Rose. Don't steal gorgeous. my stuff. You can't do you and take stuff away from me. Other than that, we're good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just don't steal my stuff. That includes, like, want me to pay more taxes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We'll we'll get, we'll get into the IRS next week. Yeah. Just don't steal my stuff. Sometimes we say stuff, and I need to write it down. Let's have fun. Just don't steal my stuff. <laughs> you do. That would you. sound cool if it was in Latin. Okay, we are cruising up to the this this one flew by. Yeah. This one flew by. What do we have coming up? What do we have what do we have to look forward to in this great big in the loftusparty.com and and everything else going on? Well, we're going to get back to some fun regular posts on the Facebook page, so come and talk to us. Yay. And some regular content um, as far as things we find interesting on the Loftus Love Party. It. Love it. Uh, we will, of course, have another vlog this week, so keep your eyes out for that. Woohoo! Woohoo! They're getting very popular. Very popular. I swear, it's wonderful. It's yes, wonderful it to watch. And um, oh, and we're going to fire up the newsletter. We're firing that up this week. Yes, we are. Because here's the deal it's happening. It's you see happening. these people? It's happening. So, it's it's a wonderful thing to watch. If you yeah. would like, if you would like more Michael and more Loftus stuff and things that we find interesting, get over to the website and register. That, Sign yeah. up for our list. Because here's the great thing: it's we're finding it as we go. Mm-hmm. It is a giant experiment. So I want to reach out to people with the newsletter. Find out what makes them tick, what they want, what they want to try to do, what charity seems awesome, what small business, uh, you know, needs some help, where solutions, problem, all of it. It's all, all of wonderful. Because it. we solve uh, problems here, gosh darn it. We really do. I know. And I want to talk. I want to talk about E3 uh, uh, next week and some games that are coming out. The, there's so much. There's a lot of wonderful things happening. A lot of we always talk about the headlines, and this is going on because you kind of have to do that. It's a political comedy, co- you know, podcast. But our interests are varied. There's wonderful things going on. We got to talk about E3. Uh, I'm super stoked about that. That's for the Nintendo Switch, right? Oh, it's for uh, PlayStation. Just did their thing the other day. Xbox One came out with their new thing the other day. It's all, here's well, what's going to happen. I saw that there's a new game coming out for the Nintendo Switch because you were scared you're going to be stuck with nothing but Zelda. Oh my gosh. My it progress in Zelda. My progress, I left I left the Nintendo Switch in Los Angeles. Of course you did. You're a good My dad. Zelda, I'm going through Zelda withdrawals right now. <laughs> it's a great game. That yep. is a great game. And I'm probably gonna try to get one for the New York abode. I'm, I'm like, shocked. I don't, I, shocked, I don't I tell care. You. I don't care that I have to start over. <laughs> or your it. kids could just take the cheap route for Father's Day and mail you the one from L.A. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. I mean, it's the, 
Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll get into some PlayStation stuff and some Xbox stuff and Nintendo junk. We got to do some Michaeltopias. Yes, we do. Uh, right now, now the real world is a little crazy as we as we we've just documented. But in Michaeltopia, things are better because there's rules that make sense and there's different laws. So what do you got for Michaeltopia? Well, in Michaeltopia, first of all, we have a flat tax and it's really low. Yes. But if I fill out the wrong form and you are the tax collecting entity, you are not allowed to send me something that says you haven't paid us. You can find that all on your own because it's all attached to my identification number. It's it, it's amazing how one bureau of this giant federal bureaucracy you can go, oh, I, I gave it to Agent Z. Well, Agent Z and I don't have the same blah, 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 blah. So we haven't received the ding, ding, ding. It's unbelievable that they can't communicate within the You're office. blown away by the DMV this week. I have, <laughs> I'm blown away ten times as hard by the IRS. Uh, it's a, that's a yeah. criminal enterprise. Mm -hmm. It's a criminal enterprise. Well, weaponized uh, I have, for sure. Whoo, yeah. Woo. Okay. Uh, in Michaeltopia, if you're a celebrity and you want to talk politics about how things aren't fair and people need more money and we got to make this fair, uh, you have to hand a random poor person $100,000 in cash before you talk. Like when, when Robert De Niro <laughs> or Leonardo DiCaprio or one of these people like, okay, when you, when you go to bed on a giant pile of money and you start talking about this isn't fair and we need to pay more – before you say the next word, I get to randomly select some uh, little rapscallion off the street, and you have to hand him $100,000 in cash. Then you can keep talking. I, I would add to that one. Okay. If you want to blast us for being climate deniers and whine about the Paris Accord, your private jet is parked. Uh, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's always the great hypocrisy. That's mm -hmm. always uh, the, the go-to hypocrisy. It, yeah, I'm on. A, I'm Al Gore, and I'm gonna get on my private plane and head to Paris, and then I might hit one of my other five giant houses. And maybe the, we'll have a party in Malibu, and I'll drive a. No, you can't do that, no. and then tell me our our carbon footprint's too big. Nope. Okay, yeah. it's been a wonderful show. It's been a lot, and I, and uh, I like wrapping it up like this. But I tell you what, uh, it, it is working. Uh, and you guys are doing great, and I can't thank you enough. Uh, we're we're really trying to build a community of like-minded people and people who think differently and people who have different ideas. So I, I do thank you and encourage everybody uh, for participating. You can look at when we put a video on Facebook or we put a video on YouTube or we do something. We can go in there and we can track how it's doing, like how many people are sharing videos and liking – People are leaving great comments. People who disagree are leaving great comments. People are sharing the videos. People are subscribing. People are talking. And it's it's so wonderful to see. Uh, and, and we're going to keep trying over here. And we're going to keep going. And so the, the newsletter will come out. And new blogs will come out. And all of this, we will decide as we go what this wonderful thing will become. It is uh, – a grand giant experiment that I think is going very, very well. And I can't thank you enough for participating. So we'll be here next week. We'll have an, uh, another podcast. There's going to be more stuff on the website, more stuff on the YouTube channel, uh, more stuff on Facebook. It's wonderful. 
Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week.